What's poppin', y'all? You're listening to the Babbling with Jazz podcast, where I, your host, Jasmine Charlie, hold nothing back while living and speaking my truth. I'm on a mission to inspiring those who need it and also having the important conversations on topics that people tend to overlook or avoid. So join me as I babble about this beautiful gift that we call life. Hey family, what's poppin', what's poppin' with you? Welcome back to another episode here on the Babbling with Jazz podcast with your favorite girl, Jasmine Charlie. Guys, I'm so excited. I'm always saying that, but it's so true. I'm always so excited whenever I'm just given the chance to get, just get on my mic and speak and vent and be who I am. There are a lot of things that I want to talk about um, before I jump into these questions. I have a lot of testimonies, actually. Um, one being, first of all, shout out to all my Nigerians. Um... It right now today is Nigerian Independence Day, but by the time you're listening to this, it won't be anymore. But just shout out to all my Nigerian people, all my all my Igbos, all my Igbo fine babes. Shout out to y'all, man. Um, I am so blessed to be um, a Nigerian Igbo woman. I'm just so blessed to be that. Um, and y'all, just blessings, blessings, blessings have been just pouring down, guys. Um, it's really amazing already for this month of October, and it's hilarious because. As you guys heard in last week's episode, um, the episode I had with Spencer, where I was literally saying in the beginning, before I even began that show, how the enemy did not want me to see October. Um, he didn't want me to see, he doesn't want me to see the rest of 2019. These last three months are going to be crazy and I'm going to go hard. I'm going harder than ever. And, um, Satan didn't want me to see that. Hence why he thought he could have took me out in a car accident, but he forgot that I'm daughter of the King and that no weapon formed against me shall prosper in the name of Jesus. Um, so, you know, I was also featured in the Voyage Houston, um, magazine and I was highlighted as a hidden gem. So I'm going to drop the link to my article in um, the show notes below. So you guys can go check it out and read it low key while you're listening to this. So that was just really big because first of all, low key, this is something that I've always wanted when I, I always wanted to be featured in this magazine. And now on the other side of it, here I am. So it's like, God is literally like Jasmine. I'm going to give you all the desires of your heart. Just continue following me and walking with me. And you're going to get everything that has your single, your name on it on this earth. So that's really what's up. Um, what else happened? So, Ooh, shout out to my favorite artist, Wizkid. Y'all, my favorite artist of all time dropped a new single. I need y'all to go listen to it. It's called Joro. I don't even be endorsing people, but look, this song is amazing. And this song is going to be the first dance song in my Nigerian traditional wedding. So future hubby, whoever you are, be ready to dance to this song because I will shake this yash. Eh? The way I would shake this yash to this song. <laughs> now I'll prepare yourself. Um, what else? Oh, guys, yes. Now I'm getting into the good stuff. Um, so I was on Twitter yesterday. Let's get into it. I was on Twitter. Mind you, let me before I even jump into this thing. So I'm seeing a lot about Kanye West. Apparently, Kanye West has, you know, given his life to God. He says that he's found Jesus and all this and that. And I guess the new music that he's making um, and his new album, I think it's called Jesus is King. And there's, you know, different videos around of Kanye um, doing open service or something, worship service or whatever. And, you know, he's you know, worshiping, but in a different style, um, with different music or whatever. And there's, I'm, I'm seeing the good, good side of it. I'm seeing like the good comments and I'm also seeing the negative comments, but the negative comments, I just, I just don't get it. 
I just I just really don't understand. Um, for me, it's like when it comes to worship, first of all, worship is has nothing to do with other people, who you're around or what you're doing. Worship is simply between you and God. It is you professing your love, your thanks, your gratitude to God. It's you pouring and giving God your heart. So if Kanye's version of how of his style of worship music is different, but it, he wrote it, his intentions is to give praise to the most high God. What are you tripping over? Then I'm seeing a lot of people trying to bring Kanye's past up. First of all, if you're trying to bring Kanye's past up and trying to make it seem like he's unqualified to know God, you have not read the Bible. Do you truly know who God is? Because Jesus wrote most of these disciples were sinners. Mind you, can we remember who Paul was before he wrote one third of the Bible before we want to come at Kanye? So I've been seeing a lot of that and I just I just I just want to know what's up with that. What's up with that? Yes, we shall judge them. We, we, we know that we're going to judge. We need to judge others by their fruit. We can grate the fruit of the person. But if a man is proclaiming and professing that I believe in Jesus Christ, Jesus saved my soul. What are we arguing about? Why are we putting his past in his face? Please help me understand so I can get clarity because y'all I'm confused. Family, please help me out. Oh, by the way, I've always been wondering. Y'all know I, I call you guys my family, but how do y'all like this name? Babble fam. Like that's like our name, the Babble fam. <laughs> y'all like it? Cool, cool. Because I like it too. Um, but anyways, moving on. So I was on Twitter the other day, literally yesterday, last night. And shout out to this girl. Her name is Fro Shoddy. Um, I feel Fro Shoddy, you were trying to come at me a little bit, sis. Um, it's all love though. But understand, my name is Jasmine Charlie. I do what I do. And um, yeah, I do what I do. And I do what I want on my podcast. So you're not on the show. Um, but I am going to talk about this topic. And you know what? I am going to actually read your tweet on my show. Um, I'm not coming at you. It's all out of love. But understand that you got the right one moving forward. Um, so she made this tweet and it said, he said, chance, the rapper helped him find Jesus. First of all, chance, the rapper confused his damn self. How can a blind man lead another blind man? Chance makes songs about how great God is. The next song is about doing drugs. LOL spirit of confusion. You cannot serve two masters. Okay. This is where when I saw this tweet, this is what sparked this whole like, okay, it, it literally it didn't send me over the edge, but it's like, okay, what is what is people's problem with this Kanye situation? Because I keep seeing it. You're right, sis. I believe you. We really cannot serve two masters. We literally can't. But when you over here saying he said Chance the Rapper helped him find Jesus, First of all, Chance confused his damn self. Sis, let, let's backtrack here. It said, you just said that Kanye literally came out of his mouth and said that Chance the Rapper helped him find Jesus. Key emphasis on find Jesus. Kanye has found the Lord. So Chance the Rapper has been a catalyst in Kanye West's salvation, understanding who Christ is and understanding that Christ is King. Jesus is Lord, that Jesus died for his sins. But you want to throw someone under the bus who literally helped bring someone to Christ? We're not all clean. 
But God still used Chance the Rapper to reach Kanye West. And this is where I was so conflicted at with this tweet. And I'm going to try to hurry up and pull up my tweet real quick and show y'all what I responded to her. Because it doesn't make sense to me. I said, key emphasis on find Jesus. If someone has proclaimed that they found him, we should be celebrating. His belief in, belief in Jesus has saved his soul. Instead of letting that statement be a testimony, you're using it to tear people down? Instead of saying, wow, Kanye West is literally over here proclaiming that Chance the Rapper has helped him find Jesus. If that is not a testimony, you over here trying to say, but Chance the Rapper is confused and lost his damn self, blah, 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 blah. How can a, how can a, a lost man or a blind man lead another? Well, obviously, he didn't let him to Jesus. Kanye understands that Jesus is king. He's saying Jesus is king. Now, yes, I understand because some people been, you know, DMing too. Well, we, we can't, we, we know, we, we, we have to greet the fruit. We have to see if he's really just all talk or if he... I get that. Cool. But at the end of the day, the name of Jesus holds weight. Kanye West going in public and saying that Jesus is king. Jesus has saved his soul. That in itself is put, planting seeds in millions of other souls and lives in this world. So I'm not trying to hear that. Why are we focusing on the negative in the situation? Kanye West has said that he has found Jesus. Yes, Chance the Rapper might be talking about drugs and then in another song talk, praising the Lord, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, supporting it or whatever. I'm not coming at Chance. I love Chance. But at the end of the day, Chance was a catalyst in the, in the salvation of Kanye West. Chance helped lead somebody to Christ. That's what we're called to do here on this earth. So you bringing up his past, you, you sounding judgmental right now, sis. And if I check, if I read my Bible, all sin is weight the same. Judging one another, judging the spirit of judgment is sinful. So even if Chance was doing all that, you judging him, you're just, you're in the same position as him. If you want to be quite frank, why are we focusing on the negatives in the situation? Kanye is speaking the name of Jesus. But then y'all be the same ones who be mad that these rappers be speaking nothing about drugs, sex, and all this and that. But we have a rapper over here that is proclaiming his love for God and is transforming his work to worship music for God. Something that is new, different, something that is new. Because we forget that God is doing a new thing. We forget that we, 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 we're so used to putting God in a box that when God is using somebody to do a new thing on this earth, people over here, oh, well, this isn't of God and this and that or bringing up your past. I'm not trying to hear none of that. You're putting God in a box. You're putting God in a box. Kanye is over here pressing the love for, for Jesus. What the heck? I just, please help me understand. Am I missing the memo? Am I missing the memo? Please let me know. After that tweet, I also said, I just don't get it. Someone who was once lost is aware of Christ, yet people are still trying to find faults instead of rejoicing. Jesus' Jesus's lost sheep is found. That's all that matters. Say what you want about Kanye, but I'm full of joy knowing that he believes Christ is king. That's my honest opinion. So if somebody comes up to me and says, Jasmine, what are your thoughts about this? Kanye was saying, I don't care. I am just rejoicing because he understands that Jesus Christ is king. Whatever Kanye does in his own personal lifestyle, that's between him and God. But the fact that he's using the name of Jesus in a good light, he's not denouncing Jesus. This man is getting backlash from quote unquote believers. We're all in the same faith, right? So he's getting backlash because he's giving praise to God, but just in a different way. That's not your typical norm, but he's still praising the same God. 
instead of the, but he's not over here saying God isn't real. He's denouncing God and all this and that, but he's getting backlash for actually accepting God. Please make it make sense for me. I don't get it. I don't get it. And I also left off with this too. I said, would Jesus be making the statement that she did in this tweet? Let that simmer. Would Jesus be having, would Jesus have that same energy that you're having against Chance the Rapper, sis? Please let me know. I really don't think Jesus would. Jesus would be doing backflips and rejoicing that Kanye West is professing his name and saying that he is king. Even if Kanye's intentions aren't even pure, the name of Jesus holds weight. Stop putting God in a box. So, sis, I just want to say, I just want to speak my two cents. Family, I want us to have this discussion. What do you think? I want to know. I want to have this conversation. I wanted to have this conversation with Shorty, but it, was, it sounded like she was trying to clap back at me. Shorty, you picked the right one. Don't try me. My flesh, you know, I'm, I'm saved. I believe in Jesus. And I'm speaking from a heart posture of love. Don't try me. Don't try me. So that's that's my two cents, Fro Shawty. Um, that's how I feel about it. Um, call me petty if you want to, whatever. Uh, but that's what I feel. I feel like Kanye is, you know, he's bringing glory to the kingdom by professing that Jesus is king. God isn't going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, let me just move on y'all. So that was my two cents. I want to know what y'all think because shorty just didn't tweak me out with that, with that whole chance, the rapper did it. He's leading him astray. And how can a blind man lead somebody, somebody to something, but literally it, Kanye literally said that chance helped lead him to Christ. So how did Chance, how was Chance blindly leading someone if Kanye found Jesus Christ because of Chance? Please make it make sense to me. Ah, okay. Moving forward. So y'all, um, I'm just really geeked. I'm excited for this month of October. I'm telling y'all, God is not playing around. There's a lot of blessings in store for us this month. Um, be on your P's and Q's. Be kind to one another. Spread love. Make sure that your heart posture is solely out of love. And um, what other announcements do I have to say before I answer these questions? Um, shout out to everyone who checked up on my uh, checked up on me prior this accident. Not prior, after this accident. Um, my leg is still kind of sore. I'm not gonna lie; it's starting to hurt a little bit more than the first day and stuff. But it's okay. I'm a, I'm a thug it out. I've been telling myself even when my leg starts hurting me, I'd rather be hurting, have a hurting leg than be dead in a casket right now. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that I'm still alive and breathing and and living and walking in my purpose. It's all good. So I'll take the hits any day. Um, But yeah, so without further ado, though, let's jump into these questions. This episode of the Babbling with Jazz podcast is brought to you by Kings Elect Clothing. Embellish your wardrobe with this Christian streetwear brand where faith is expressed through fashion. One thing I love so much about this brand, you guys, is how they take modern concepts that we see in our society and our culture and add a biblical twist to it. I mean, seriously, stop and think about it. What better way to represent God in this world than with apparel that doesn't put God in a box? Be the talk around town with these clean, unique, conversation-provoking apparel. Join the royal movement today and check out these exclusive looks on www.kingselect.bigcartel.com. Let's get back to the show. So first one here I have is, hey Jazz, I've been in a relationship for about two years now. My boyfriend is amazing. For the longest, I've wanted to cut my hair short, the same length that you have, but my boyfriend doesn't seem too thrilled about it. I've wanted to do this since high school, but I'm afraid he won't find me attractive anymore. I'd like you, I'd like your insight on this situation if possible. 
Hey, sis. Hey, sis. Huh. Girl, if you don't just cut your hair, like what? This is my, okay, you want my insight? This is my honest to God insight. Um, You are your own individual first, okay? If you want to genuinely do something and you are letting your boyfriend, significant other, not even your husband, your boyfriend, control what you want to do because you don't want to lose him, it's a no-go for me. I feel like you, first of all, him not finding you attractive anymore because you cut your hair, that means that he's depending on something physical. You can only get so far with the physical. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, understand that you need to do what it is that you want to do that is best for you. So if you feel more confident, sexy, and comfortable with you cutting your hair short, then sis, go ahead and do it. If he walk away and he just so happens not to be attracted to you anymore, then oh well, Some there, I promise you, there are so many other men who are going to find you way beyond attractive with your hair cut short. I feel like if your relationship with him, if he was truly attracted to you beyond the physical, beyond the things that will eventually go away and tear away, if he's attracted to your spirit, your soul, your personality, things that money cannot buy or alter or fix then that's what really holds weight. I really feel like you cutting your hair is going to show you the tr- your true boo, <laughs> like your true boyfriend. Tr- truly see, you're going to truly see his intentions. Cut your hair. Don't be afraid. If he doesn't find you attractive, that just means that he really isn't the man for you. Simple as can be. I know it's kind of harsh, like, uh, well, two years, but hey, girl, you know, don't let time, time means nothing if you want to be real. It means nothing. Why are you holding yourself back from doing something that you want to do because you want to make sure that the person that you're with still is attracted to you? If it's truly love, if it's truly real, that attraction is going to be there. You feel what I'm saying? That attraction is going to, it's, it's, it's beyond your hair length, your hair texture, your hairstyle. And if he can't see that, he gots to go. I remember my ex, um, when I cut my hair, I wasn't necessarily afraid, but I, I'm, a, I'm, just, I'm a dare. I just do what I do. But like, I literally, I didn't even like, I think I told my ex. Well, I know some girls like they be asked, like, should I get this hair? Should I get this? And they ask their boyfriend for, I don't do none of that. Huh? You know, my daddy. Um, but I remember when I was um, cutting my hair, I think I told my ex, boy, my boyfriend at the time, I think I told him, hey, I'm about to cut my hair. I either told him or I just did it. Either or, I didn't ask for his permission. And he rocked with it because he he saw me deeper than just the hair. You get what I'm saying? So it's just like, be comfortable being you. Be the authentic version of yourself. So if the, if, if the authentic version of yourself wants to cut your hair and rock a shortcut, with, which I think more women should do nowadays. More women should do it now. Well, not every woman can rock a low cut, though, but embrace that girl and if he leaves if he's not attractive then that just shows that his he wasn't truly there for the right reasons because looks depending on the physical mm -mm. i want a man that the physical the physical should be a plus what you can bring to me physically should be a plus but what are those what are what what, what's under the surface what uh, would you have any other substance that holds you together holds you up is it your mindset 
Is it the way that you handle situations? Is it the way that you carry yourself? Not physical, but like the way that you compose yourself, the way that you treat other people, your heart posture, your spirit. Am I connected and, and attracted to your spirit beyond the physical? So sis, cut your hair. I really want you to cut your hair. And if he leaves, it's a test, not a test, but it's showing that girl, you don't need him. I promise you, there's so many other people who would be so attracted to a short hair shawty. And if you do cut your hair, sis, dye it like red or something. Do do something cute with it. Okay, um, but yeah, sis, I just I just don't believe um in the whole I'm not gonna be attracted to you anymore thing, so don't cut your hair. You're not gonna tell me what I'm gonna do to my head, huh? Did I tell you to go get that haircut or grow out your thought cut? No. Don't tell me what I need to do with my hair, my body, whatever. Don't tell me that. Accept me for who I am. If you can't accept it, I will find someone who gladly will. And that's period. Moving forward. Next question. Hey, Jazz, I struggle with standing up for myself. I guess I'm afraid of hurting the other person's feelings. How do I learn how to start sticking up for myself? Great, great, great question. Thank you for submitting. Um, I learned, it, I think starting, when it comes to sticking up for yourself, it's when you stick up for yourself, it's a form of self-love. So it really starts with self-love. You have to truly love yourself to not want to be disrespected or treated any kind, anyhow. You know what I'm saying? I totally understand where you're coming from. I used to struggle with this and I also am a big lover as we all know. So for me, I always put people's feelings before my own Typically, because I'm learning how to die to myself and submit to something greater. So usually I'm putting my feelings last and caring about your feelings, caring how you feel about situations. But I'm learning that you can't do that 24-7. That there are situations where you have to put your feelings first and take back that control. Because some people going to have you messed up. Speaking of that, even today, y'all. Today I was at this, um, it was called the Kudos Jamboree. Um, it's like this little event or whatever that they was having in my, um, at, on my campus, you know, for the nutrition, oh, the agriculture um, majors or whatever like that. So I was, you know, there chilling or whatever. And it's this girl. I don't even know Shorty like that. So no, not even, I don't even know. I don't even know Shorty at all. At all. I don't know this chick. So I'm chilling, talking to my other friend. Shout out to my friend Tay. I love you so much, Tay. So I'm over here talking to my my favorite Tay, talking, chilling. So at first, in the beginning, she was like playing around with me or something like that, or doing whatever. Like she was taking pictures. So she was like, you know, taking some pictures of me. Y'all know I'm photo model status, photo queen. You know what I'm saying? So you know, I was giving her a couple angles, a couple Tyra Banks. You feel me? Like on my America's Next Top Model flow, I was doing that or whatever. So I don't know if that instance of me playing around with her and taking these pictures made her get comfortable. But closer to the end of the program. I was sitting down eating my food. I had my purse on the table and I'm chilling, minding my own business. She comes up here, takes my purse. And I was kind of irritated, like, okay, I don't even really know you like that. Like she took my purse and like walked away, but like in a plain way, you know, like when somebody takes something of yours and they want you to, ch and they want, they want you to chase them. First of all, I'm 21 years old. I'm, I'm too grown to be doing all this chasing stuff. No, not my portion. I really don't know you like that. You touching my purse, you low key, you getting a little too, too, too comfortable. You feel me? I don't even know your name, sis. You feel me? I get you. You were joking, but that's, that was already kind of like one for me. So I'm over here trying to get my purse back 
And long story short, she was just doing a little bit too much. Like, she put my purse on and was, like, just doing too much while I'm trying to get it off. And I was really trying to humble myself, like, okay, Jazz, like, you know, you know, don't, don't, don't tee up on her. Die to your oaths. Don't tee up on her. Just, just humble yourself. Just keep trying to get your purse back. Keep playing along with her in, in this sense and keep trying to do tick for tack, like, trying to pull your purse back from her, which I just think it was childish. So, at the end, though, I get my purse back. And she hits my leg. She like slaps my leg really hard and says something. She was like, um, she says something, y'all. I don't remember what she said. And in that moment, I said, oh, yeah, I got to stick up for myself because you that's what you're that's what we're not going to do here. And I said, don't put your hands on me. I said, don't hit me. I had to tell her straight up because it's especially I've learned that when you when you are first meeting someone that sets the tone. That sets the tone for how people treat you because they don't know you. So when you are letting things slide with somebody who's just met you, they think that, okay, she's a pushover. So I had to let her know, yeah, no, don't put your hands on me. Don't hit me. Don't, don't do that. That's not finna slide over here, bro. It's, it's not finna slide. This giggling, ha ha, he he, yeah, you take cool pictures, cool. Don't put your hands on me. And that's period. Don't put your hands on me. I had to let that be known. And I was speaking out of love. I had to love myself too much because I love, first of all, she low-key hit the leg. Thank God, not the, not my knee, but she hit right above where I, where I freaking injured myself in the car accident. That's number one. You already took my purse. You're getting too comfortable. I don't like that. It was frustrating me. I had to stick up for myself because I would rather me be comfortable. I, I, I don't want to... Yes, I love people. Yes, I care about the feelings of other people. But if it me if it means that it has to also be at the expense of my own feelings, then I'm not gonna do that. I'm sorry. I cannot. I'm not sorry. I apologize. I can't do that. Because I refuse to make you feel comfortable when meanwhile I'm over here hurting or uncomfortable or just whatever. But but I'm I'm keeping quiet because I want you to feel comfortable. I want you to feel happy. I want you to feel good. No, not my portion. Not gonna happen. So I had to tell Shorty, don't put your hands on me. I definitely came a long way. There were some seasons in my life where I was so soft-spoken and and just let people do whatever. But truly, when it comes to standing up for yourself, it's it's you loving yourself. It's really how bad do you love yourself? How much do you love yourself? Because if you truly love yourself, you will correct people when they disrespect you. You will speak up for yourself when you need when you feel like you need to speak up for yourself in situations when people are doing whatever to you. Or around you. You get what I'm saying? So it's really about self-love. Love yourself. Be that person for yourself. Because if you don't stick up for yourself, you cannot be mad when other people don't stick up for you. Back in the day, I used to be mad when people wasn't sticking up for me. When I wasn't even sticking up for my dang on self. Like, how does that work, Jasmine? How does that really work? You're not speaking up for yourself. You're too afraid because you don't want to hurt the next person's feelings. But you want other people to stick up for you? Huh? Tell me how that works, sis. It doesn't work. You have to stick up for yourself because you love yourself. I love myself too much for you to disrespect me like that, for you to touch me like that, for you to talk to me like that. I love myself too much. And because of that, I'm going to speak up about it, period. So that's how it is, sis. Love yourself. Spend more time with yourself. Speak them affirmations to yourself. And when you just operate out of self-love, whenever you feel disrespected, think of yourself like, am I going to let my myself okay with that like I think of myself I know I'm I'm one person but like I try to think of it like a, on an outer version if that makes sense I don't know but I'm like okay jazz like how do you how did you feel about that person just talking to you like that if it offended you speak up and say something about it
but understand you need to also understand that be able to discern when is a time to speak up and and, and and say something and not like for when she took my purse i was really wanting to say something but i did not humble myself but her putting her hands on me even though it was a joke no that was when i said okay now i have to put the boundaries and it's really about boundaries when you stick up for yourself you're setting boundaries so set those boundaries for yourself because if not you're just setting yourself up for more hurt and pain the more that you the the sooner you stick up for yourself the quicker that situation is solved and the less that you have to worry about that situation happening again because you've already spoke out against that situation now if i speak out to you and tell you about something i put you in check and you still do it now i'm just distancing myself from you because you're not paying attention to what what i have told you bothers me you feel me i hope that helps you sis so I have another question. You seem so positive and carefree all the time. I just want to know what's the secret, sis. I need it. I <laughs> uh, love that. Um, it's so funny you say that because you guys know I used to really be a catastrophic overthinker thinking of the worst thing that could ever happen in any given scenario. Um, and it was really bad. I used to have a lot of anxiety. I think... Um, I don't know. I just, at some point, man, I just got tired of thinking of the negatives. At some point, you, you get tired of being a negative Nancy. But I don't think I was ever like a negative Nancy. Like that, you know, y'all, y'all know that one person who's just so negative when you're around them. They're always finding something negative to say about somebody, something, themselves, their situations, whatever. Nobody wants to be around that person. So for me, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to speak positive thoughts. I'm going to think positively, positive, positive, positive. That's where I'm going to put my focus at because where I put my focus at, it magnifies in my life. So I think with that, it really just, when I'm the more positives I focused on, the more positive I felt, um, especially with starting my days and off with gratitude. I've been slacking. So don't quote me too much. Well, still quote me, but I have, I've been slacking. So I need actually Jasmine cultured dang on self. Um, I, when you start your day off with gratitude and you're just great and you list the things that you're grateful for, it shifts your focus and, and now you're, you're you're seeing the positives in things throughout your day. So for me, honestly, I was just focusing on a lot of positive stuff and I secluded, is that the word? Excluded. I basically separated myself from the negative Nancys. I had to. I, I could not tolerate being in a room with somebody complaining and whining about whatever. I can understand if you're going through something and you're, you're venting about your struggle, cool. But for you to live in that every single day, that's not my portion. And then also understanding, um, spending more time with God and just walking like God. When God takes a hold of your life and your heart, you really glow. I kid you not. Um, so I am positive. I am carefree. But I think sometimes with that, even going back to this last example that I said, I think sometimes people take that and run with it. They think, oh, Jasmine's so positive. She's so nice. She's a pushover. So I could treat and talk to her anyhow. No, that's that's not it, sis. That's not it, bro. Treat me with respect because just because I am walking in my purpose, just because I am saved, just because I'm a positive care carefree human being does not mean that you could talk to me anyhow because I will come correct don't play with me because I love myself I know my identity and since I know who I am and I know my identity as Jasmine Efo much Hurley if you do anything that crosses that lit uh what's that word blagrantly it's gonna be a problem now I'm not saying I'm going we, we gonna squat it out I mean if it needs to take it to that extent then shoot what's up what's up I'm just kidding am I kidding I don't know I I, I think fighting 
um that's like a very very last resort um i haven't anyway i'm getting all over the place what i'm saying is some people think that take the nice person for granted and think since this person is nice i'm gonna just push them around and do what i want to do but that's not what's gonna happen just because i'm nice just because i'm saved doesn't mean that you could come to me anyhow because i could get bucked too i could get bucked too out of self-love for myself you get what I'm saying? I'm saved. I'm walking like Jesus, but Jesus knew his identity. Jesus didn't argue. I'm not going to argue with you, but I'm going to tell you about who I am and not to play with me because I promise you, you would, you will always pick the right one. If it comes with picking Jasmine, if I'm a Charlie, I promise you, you've picked the right one. You've picked the right one because I'm daughter of the King. I know my identity. I know what I do. So, um, just going back to that, it's like, I just truly just, I don't know. I just focus on the positives, man. Life is too short to be focusing on the negatives. Yes, you lost your job, but hey, you're breathing. You, your mother's still alive. You have this. You have that. Like, there's so much that we can be thankful for. There's more goods that outweigh the bad. So when you just focus on the goods, the bads don't even seem as bad as they usually are. You know what I'm saying? I speak positively to myself. I separate myself. Whenever I see feel negative thoughts trying to arise in me, I step away from whatever I'm looking at. If it's social media, I log off. If I'm looking in the mirror and I say, oh, look at that, look at that roll or something. I, I, I say, uh, I say, uh-uh, I, I stop myself and I say, I am beautiful. I'm uniquely made by God. I'm enough. You know what I'm saying? Like I speak those things to myself. I refruit negative, negative thoughts with positive thoughts. Catch yourself. And you, you'd be surprised how many negative thoughts just so easily are embedded in your subconscious that it becomes your reality. You have to reprogram your mind. And when doing that, everything is going to shift. I'm, I'm so, it, it's to the point now where I don't even like being around negative talk, negative people, negative energies. It's draining on my spirit. I don't want it. Not my portion. Get out my face. So that's that, sis. I hope that helped you. Let me answer one more question. Um, we have here, actually, no, I need to jump into Bible breakdown. So. Actually, we're jumping into Bible Breakdown, guys. <laughs> hey, guys, welcome to the Bible Breakdown segment here on the Babbling with Jazz podcast. This segment is where I break down the Bible, whether it's a verse, whether it's a character breakdown, or whether I'm just venting about, you know, something that stuck out to me, a revelation that I pulled from the Bible so we can better understand this book of life. I truly believe the more that you understand the Bible, the more that you put your face in the Bible, the more that you understand God, the more that you understand life. The Bible is the manual to living the fullness of your life, guys. Um, so this week I'm pulling from First Peter's chapter two. Um, first Peter's, first of all, let me just say this book, if you want to feel convicted out the wazoo, this book is for you. If you want to feel your heart penetrating with conviction, 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 First Peter is the perfect book for you because there is so many gems uh, um, um, that are in, that is in this book. Um it is just mind blowing. Um, so first Peter is written by Peter himself. He was, um, a disciple of Jesus himself. Um, what else can I say about Peter? He was the one who technically, um, announced or understood that Jesus was the Messiah. He was the one who like identified Jesus as being the one who has been prophesied for years and years and years that, the, that somebody is going to come and save the earth. Peter was the one who basically said, you are the Messiah. 
Um, so that's Peter. Um, he is a disciple. He did betray Jesus. He did, um, remember the last supper, Jesus, um, was saying how he's going to go. And Peter said, um, he said, no, um, I love you, Jesus and stuff like that. And then Jesus was like, bruh, by the time this, the midnight, uh, the midnight hour hits, you're going to deny me three times. You're going to deny that you even know me, bro. That you even love me, dude. And Peter's like, no, Jesus, I would never do that. But he did. <laughs> so, um, that's that so this is the verse though that i want to break down in first peter's uh chapter two um so it is oh look it's first peter's chapter two verse two so it says like newborn babies you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation cry out for this nourishment now that you have had a taste of the lord's kindness let me go one more time and go slow like newborn babies you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment now that you have had a taste of the Lord's kindness. This is the part that stuck out to me when I first ever came across this verse. How it said you must crave pure spiritual milk. The fact that it said pure spiritual milk showed me that, okay, there are different types of spiritual milk, which then again makes sense because there are different realms in the spirit. We have the demonic realm and then we have the heavenly realm. So for it to say pure spiritual milk, we know that we serve a pure God. We serve a holy God. That is the milk that we must crave and that we must crave. And then God even took it, took it deeper with me. It's like when we think of milk in the physical because we know that everything in the physical is a is a manifestation of the spiritual. So we know that in the physical, milk can spoil. Nobody drinks spoiled and rotten milk. It stinks. It gets you sick. It's, it's just a whole lot, a whole lot that we don't want no parts of. So if the physical, there's spoiled milk, that means that there's spoiled milk. There's spoiled, there's spoiled spiritual milk in the spiritual. You feel what I'm saying? So the rotten, the spoiled milk would be the demonic realm, getting, getting your spiritual milk outside of the realm, realm of God and of who God is and God's nature. If you're getting, if you're pulling spiritual insight, spiritual knowledge from that realm, you're not getting pure spiritual milk. You are getting spiritual milk, but you're not getting pure spiritual milk. And I think something, especially with my generation that's going on right now, everyone is on the search and on this high to get grow and tap into the spirit. And I just want to ask you, are you getting pure spiritual milk? It's a lot of people in my generation who are getting, uh, what's the rotten you're, you're, you're drinking rotten spiritual milk. And what did the Bible say about that, though? What did Peter say about pure? It says, like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. Meaning that when you drink pure spiritual milk, God's milk, tapping into the spirit God's way in God's realm, not these other man-made realms, not with the tarot cards, not with the horoscopes, not with your rising moon, your, 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 your falling star, whatever the case may be. I used to be up in it too. Not the tarot cards, y'all, not the tarot cards. I'm talking about so deep and caught up in astrology and ew, I'm sorry, y'all. I got this text from this dude. I know I'm this Bible breakdown, but hey, it's my show. Don't y'all hate when like, okay, ladies, Okay, pause on Bible breakdown real quick. I have to say, get this out of my head. It's like, ladies, when a man is trying to approach you and get on that with you, but it's like, 
he must not know who you really are because it's like you're so surface level it's like you're you, you you're like you're so i don't want to say mediocre but you're not even like it's just like ew okay so i'm gonna just t- tell y'all so this dude just i just got this text from this dude i could tell that he liked me but it's like the text he just sent me just was off it's like dude you you're not i just i just don't understand guys i just don't like i just i know who i am i know my identity so i need you to understand who i am what do you don't need to understand but just know that i'm not a normal basic chick so it's like for you to be just so surface level it's actually just a turn off like i'm not attracted to surface level mindsets and people so but back back to bible breakdown i had to say that because if i did not get that out of my system it would have thrown me off for this bible breakdown but just understand ladies know your worth and if a man does not see your worth if he if he just thinks of just surface level conversations and you want more than that obviously because you are a not surface level woman and you have substance and you have so much that you can bring to the table don't settle I promise you the right person is going to come and make you not think that you were asking for too much. Okay, cool. Um, so moving forward, um, mediocre people are just ill. Um, sorry. Um, so you must crave pure spiritual milk so that she will grow into a full experience of salvation, meaning that being fully basically your pure milk is going to give you a full experience of salvation and now that i'm thinking of it lord i kind of see now why the enemy is trying to sway us with this rotten or spoiled or this sour spiritual milk and we know my favorite one of my favorite verses is not all things not all things that look good um um there there are things that appear good but in the end lead to death i think that's what satan does with his rotten spoiled milk the milk could the spiritual milk that you're using can look good but it's still spoiled and because of that because you're hooked on that because it looks good you're now not getting the full experience of your salvation and don't we all the time talk about the fullness of our life we want the fullness we want the fullness want the fullness well how are you going to get the fullness if you're not drinking the pure spiritual milk and then even with that it says cry out for this nourishment now that you have had a taste of the lord's kindness meaning that pure spiritual milk is of the lord and when you taste that pure spiritual milk you have now had a taste of the lord how he operates his kindness we want to cry out for that type of spiritual milk so i just i think that was just a cool thing i wanted to pick apart is that understanding that there's different ways to tap into the spirit you guys should know this by now you guys are my students you know we got two rums out there but only one rum has pure milk and that's god's milk and that's god's realm god's kingdom so which realm are you going to drink from at the end of the day you need spiritual milk but the, the 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 sour spiritual milk isn't always going to look or taste sour it's going to please your flesh though i could tell you that your flesh loves that but your spirit throws up at it. So with that being said, understand that we must crave pure spiritual milk that we will grow into a full experience of salvation. You want to crave spiritual intellect and knowledge and wisdom from God so that you can grow into the fullness of your salvation. You can see the fullness of what Christ wanted to give you, this life that he wants to you ex- wants you to experience. The only way that you can fully experience that is if you drink the f- pure spiritual milk. 
I want to emphasize on that because our generation is really struggling with that. But a series is coming. My generation, there's going to be some people going to be mad at me. It's okay. I'm, I'm ready for the persecution. Jesus faced it. I'm not afraid of any of y'all. And that's period. But understand that the truth is the truth. I'm going to speak the truth until the day I die, Lord. And, and, and in any time that I'm not speaking the truth, when I'm starting exposing these things that God needs me to expose, if God has not struck me down, understand that this is, tr- this is, this, take it up with your father, first of all. But understand that if God did not strike me down, it's the truth, bruh. It's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. Pure spiritual milk. Do not be deceived. So that's it for Bible Breakdown. I just want to say, Lord God, thank you for all that you're doing in all of our lives. And I just pray that we understand what is pure and what is not pure. And may we drink the true spiritual milk from your kingdom, Lord God. No other kingdom, no other kingdom even can come close to who you are and what you do in your kingdom. So God, I pray that we experience the fullness of our salvation, the fullness of our lives, Lord God. And I pray that you just continue to guide us day by day by day by day. May we be obedient. May we submit. May we die to ourselves and submit to something great which is you following you god is not easy it really isn't and god i'm not gonna lie sometimes i get tired sometimes i want to escape sometimes i just want to like get in a ball and just cry all night because it's just like so much but god i can't i can't walk away from you i mean i'm not gonna serve the devil i don't want to serve the devil i want to serve you i want to live for you and um I know that this journey isn't always going to be easy, but it is going to be worth it. And just give me the strength. Give us all the strength to overcome the trials that are going to come our way because we know it's going to come. But we know that the trials are here to prove the, the, the fruitfulness of our faith in you, the genuineness of our faith. You said that in Peter chapter one. So God, I love you. I thank you for what you're doing. I pray that wherever we need you, may you come. Whoever is listening to this, Lord God, they may have a part of themselves where they need filling. Whoever is struggling with uncomfortability and not being able to operate in the uncomfortable situations, give them the strength and the power and the confidence to operate in that. Um, that's all I got to say right now, Lord. I love you. Um, thank you for the book of Peter because it's really convicting me. I'm trying to run from it, but... I'm going to be a big girl and not run from it. I'm going to just face it on headstrong. Okay. I love you, Lord. And I love you guys. So stay tuned. Also, remember that this giveaway is about to end, y'all. So y'all got two days by the time you're listening to this. The giveaway is about to close October 4th. So if you did not join the giveaway, make sure that you do go on the Babbling with Jazz social media sites. Repost the page. Follow Babbling with Jazz. Follow the three participating brands and just tag three friends and you are included in the giveaway. Now, if you want an extra entry, then you can leave an Apple podcast review with your name and or also follow us on Twitter and or Instagram. So if you want an extra entry, make sure you join this amazing giveaway. Amazing things are on the way. This is not the first in the last. I mean, this is the first, but this is not the last giveaway that will be done on this show. So many great things are in store. And I just want to say, guys, I love you. Be great. Be who you are. Don't compromise. October is going to be such a great month for us. I want you guys to understand that. Like, literally let that sit in your mind. This is going to be the month of abundance and overflow. Are you ready? Are you willing to put in the work? I am. Let's get to it. I love you guys forever and always. I'll see you guys on Sunday's episode. Love you.